Fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, what a show we have planned for you today. Been involved uh, conversations. Just I was just hanging out, uh, comparing notes with a member of the uh, the noon to two program press box. Aaron, you saw you see Cam Stewart on a daily basis. Sometimes Cam and I'll. We'll check in with each other, check his temperature. What do you think about this, Cam? What's going on here? And um, so we were uh, we were comparing schedules. Aaron, the truth of the matter is we're fighting over guests. We both want a major 49ers guest this week. And, you know, it's just, um, Aaron, who do you think in a in a battle over a guest, who would the tie go to? In that in that scenario, <laughs> well, I, I would see. say it would go to the more senior of the two, but Ward's <laughs> older than all of us, so he'd get all the guests. Ooh, we can't do it like ooh, that. <laughs> we have Ward involved. You're right. You're right. Ward Ward does have us by a couple of years, but if it comes down, but you know what, Aaron, in the spirit of teamwork, what would you say compromise? I kind of. I threw it out there. Let's both have him. Let's both have him. I mean, I'm trying to imagine. I never thought I'd live in a world where folks would be fighting over having Matt Lively on the air. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he heard that. Um, although he is a well-dressed young man, my gosh, that kid's wardrobe. I don't know what that wardrobe budget. I think he's at a CBS affiliate. My gosh. What a wardrobe he has. And he's got some really good stuff that his parents buy him, too. <laughs> now, Matt is Matt's out there doing well and, and certainly buys his own stuff. Now, Aaron, I did go, as, uh, as promised, I guess, Aaron, let's do the breaking news real quick. Let's do the breaking news because I... I Aaron, did... Were the Bucks having that bad of a season? I mean, this is a big-time NBA show. I probably would say this <laughs> is the only show on the station that is way into the NBA. That's okay. People can – actually, Cam's kind of into the NBA. Oh, and Cam was not pleased, Aaron, with me last night. I went to see his beloved Celtics against the Mavs, and he thought maybe he should be involved in that. And I probably should. In the future – Cam needs to be involved in any kind of Celtics outing. And, oh, did they put it on the Mavs. But I did have a feeling last night, Aaron, that Luca. I, I did not get a good feeling about Luca's future with the Mavs last night. There were just moments I had it in my mind. I'm like, he's not going to finish his career here. Just, it's just, just body language, just 
I mean, the fact that he has to, even with Kyrie, it's still like, all right, guys, let's bring it up here and see if Luka can bail us out. Oh, Luka, you only scored 33. We, we really needed 50 from you tonight to have a chance of winning. Um, Aaron, Milwaukee Bucks have fired former Mavericks great Adrian Griffin. Sources told Woj on Tuesday. Um, Bucks planning to um, quickly pursue a small pool of accomplished and available veteran head coaches with Doc Rivers near the top of the list. Doc's, Aaron, that's great. Doc's been over at ESPN calling games. They've already... Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, they sent those guys packing, and Doc's going to get hired halfway through the season. He's going to call half the season, and Milwaukee's going to go hire him. Veteran assistant Joe Prunty, who used to be, by the way, with the Dallas Mavericks as well, is expected to take over as the interim coach. Um, Aaron... Did, would you like to know the Bucks record as as they entered Tuesday night's games? Just you know, don't look it up. Would you just guess? What do you think the? I'm going to tell you they played 43 games. What do you think the Bucks record is? Twenty. They played firing how many? their coach. 43 games. Uh, they're 28 and 15. Aaron, not bad. Um, 30 and 13. <laughs> well, you can see why they fired him. I mean, it says despite the impressive record, the Bucks have struggled at times, particularly on defense. Anybody seen the Mavs play? Anyone see, like, Derek White or anybody or Jalen Brown put poor Luca on the ground last night? I mean, I've not. Aaron, I'm not saying Luca's a great defender, but I've never seen Luca experience anything that embarrassing. And he was, had, he was very good-natured about it after the game. So he was just praying that Jalen Brown would miss it. Jalen Brown puts crossover on him, puts Luca on the ground, gathers and knocks down a jumper i mean it was so disrespectful it was so bad it was so bad oh and aaron the in-house whoever decides what to show like replays they show it on a replay at the mavs we're at the aac oh my gosh aaron i decided last night to you know i just thought you know it's a mavs game I generally will put jeans on or, you know, something fairly nice, put a collared shirt on. Might put a cap on, might not. Last night, for whatever reason, I thought, you know what? It's a Mavs game. I want to be comfortable. Wore a pair of joggers and kind of like a hoodie with a big coat, heavy coat, because it was real cold outside. I just thought, you know what? Who cares? Ball cap. Just It's a, it's a good lesson to all young journalists listening and, and, and Aaron, I was with a Mavs 
front office person last night, but it's a real close friend of mine, and and he's on the business side of things. Okay, so I don't want to intimate like I was with like the GM or something, but but you know he's been kind of a big time on the business side of the Mavs. He takes me to the game. He's a Baylor guy, and so I just like I'm gonna, we're you know just going to dress down a little bit. Aaron, I've never run into so many Mavs executives in my life. <laughs> hey, Matt, have you met the president of the Mavs? Have you met the new CFO or the COO, whatever it is? Have you met this person? And there I am, Aaron, just all hoodie, hoodied out. I'm in my hoodie, my my warm-up pants. I mean, now, the joggers, the Vioris, it's a little bit of a step up from your normal warm-up pants. But still, I mean, I'm not... I'm not so anyway. It's a good lesson that I mean. Who knew that I was going to run into every? I ran into every Mavs employee, Aaron, except Mark Cuban. I did not see Mark last night. But anyway, oh, it was Slovenia night too, and and everybody and they had the Slovenian dunk group that would jump off the trampolines, the dunking, uh, the dunking devils they called them. And then they had a weird little mascot that showed up, and everybody wore got these little scarves, green Slovenian scarves. It was kind of a neat little night, and 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 Luca loses to the Celtics. The only thing weird about it, Aaron, is Slovenia. All the Slovenian colors were green, and it was Celtics, and there were a bunch of Celtics fans, so it even made it look like more Celtics fans. By the end, Aaron, there was a let's go Celtics chant going, and it was loud at the AAC, not what you want to do at your home venue. So, Aaron, Adrian Adrian Griffin <clears throat> is uh, his, his time as a head coach of the Bucks has come to an end. Now, Aaron, you remember – there's always something weird that happens with these things. Like the week or two before the season, somebody left his staff. Aaron, do you remember who that it was? Wasn't it like a, you know, kind of a veteran? It was some like a vet, a, a you know, a, a coach you would have thought would have helped Adrian Griffin, and just walked, just like, I'm out. Sorry. And they and and there was a story about how they just kind of had a you know whatever a disagreement something happened maybe in a practice I don't know I feel like what we'll find is that Adrian Griffin was just bizarre I I feel like whatever what always happens when there's a real weird story like this there'll be something outside of basketball and we'll read soon that his style was like bizarro world. Because honestly, if you can't get along with Giannis, he's a he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Giannis is not out there trying to get coaches fired. I'm not saying it hasn't happened or it won't happen, but you should be able to get along with Giannis. I mean, he seems like a pretty cool superstar. All right, he's not like I mean, Dirk did finally get Avery Johnson fired years ago, but it was after he tried everything with a Dirk was a great guy. And and I think he had just had enough of Avery. Avery could wear on you and and had just gotten a little bit overboard 
And, you know, now the fact that Avery's never really become – he's had one more coach uh, chance as a head coach, and he got fired in an interesting time too, Aaron. You remember he was at Brooklyn, he was named Coach of the Month, and then like a week later he was fired. He literally was named the NBA Coach of the Month, and then he was gone. So I don't understand this. They said, Aaron, that they slipped from fourth on defense last season to 22nd this year and just gave up 135 and 113 points in back-to-back games against the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Aaron, is that cause just to fire somebody because they gave up a bunch of points to the Pistons? I mean, I think that... Pistons are bad. <laughs> I know, I know, but golly, man. Oh, it's ridiculous. Where are we in coaching in the NBA where a guy gets fired in his team's 30 and 13? Now, Aaron, before we did the show yesterday, we looked. Celtics were first in the Eastern Conference at 33 and something. And so, anyway, uh, it's uh, uh, 33 and uh 10 i think well now they're 34 and 10 all right aaron we've got oh man the scott drew is joining us today and i think you're going to be in for a treat this is the head coach of baylor men's basketball and i just don't think there's really i mean obviously the bears had two very tough losses but there's nobody better when it comes to putting these things in perspective and giving you insight than uh, than Scott Drew. Um, let's hear from Scott. Let's hear from him next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. 
Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Scott Drew making his weekly appearance on the program. And uh, Scott, it was... uh, We'll get into the game and react, and obviously, uh, I you know, three home games, the next four games, I think this is going to be an extremely important stretch of the season, and uh, everything, obviously, is still out there in front of you. I, I, I thought about this this morning. I'm sure you saw what Embiid did, and I know you're like me. You, uh, and In fact, I was at the Celtics-Mavs game last night, and they put on an exhibition. I mean, you know, Jalen Brown and, and uh, Tatum are just unreal, quite honestly, when they got going, and, and the Mavs were no match for them. But Embiid scoring 70 in an NBA game, it got me thinking, like, the, like the greatest uh, single performances like I've ever witnessed. Um, first of all, I, I, I wanted you to kind of think of, like, the greatest – thing you've ever seen in that regard either one of your players uh an opposing player but was Embiid I'm trying to remember I know he was good at Kansas but it was like did 
did he show signs like of anything like this or was he just still pretty raw? I was trying to kind of think back about him because he was only there for the one season, but obviously you played against him. No, he he, he uh, definitely wasn't uh, this polished <laughs> back then. Uh, um, but but he did show signs, and you knew you knew he was going to be a great pro, and you knew he had tons of potential. Um, but like so many freshmen, uh, it is a different level, and playing against twenty two year olds, twenty three year olds, it's not easy. So he was good, but he was not the uh, the NBA MVP that he is today for sure. Yeah. And have you, whether it be an NBA game or game you were coaching in, what's the what's the game that comes to mind for us? For Baylor fans that go way back, Vinny Johnson scored 50 in a game against TCU. Hey, one of your players should do that Saturday. Um, that, <laughs> that's that, the. Yeah. That's the one that that comes to mind for uh, for Coach Howler, uh, nah, via probably nineteen circa nineteen seventy nine. What's the what's the craziest like single game performance you've ever witnessed from a scoring perspective? Well, a, a couple um, Brady Heslip when he made the uh, I think the seven threes in the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. You mentioned TCU, Makai um, Mason when he, I think he had forty against TCU. Uh, um, Against us, I remember when uh, Kansas State had uh, uh, Beasley and I don't know if it was King was the other guy. They had they had two guys that scored seventy points or seventy two of their team seventy eight or something. It was a crazy number. Um, uh, and then uh, coaches normally remember losses more than wins, and you remember uh, people that uh, led to those losses. I remember KD going off in the second half of our uh, Big Twelve tournament. Um, that was a KD performance. And then Blake Griffin uh, at home uh, um, had a really big performance against us. We've had we've had some great players in the Big Twelve throughout the years, as you know, uh, and a lot of good performances. Um, with, with 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 our team, um, we've been we've been blessed to have. Uh, I mean, Nepe Udo when he had his triple double. I think Jonathan Motley had uh, against Texas once, like uh, thirty and twenty. Um, uh, we've had we've had some big big performances from from guys here. Yeah, I mean, we all remember that game in New Orleans where um, Epe was kind of, you know, Sam Houston was was giving us yeah. a, a bit of a scare. Epe had it going, and I think our big man played a uh, made a couple plays down the stretch. You know, your seven footer, and we weren't. You, you usually didn't lean on him much for offense, but I feel like he kind of had to had to come to life a little bit. But uh, that K State player we were thinking about was, uh, or you were thinking about, was Bill Walker, I think. Bill Michael Walker, Beasley, that's a, yeah, great yeah. athlete. Yep, yep. Goodness gracious, right. those two were scary, yeah. and uh, yeah, they used to uh, between some of those players from Iowa State that, that maybe even predated you. Uh, and, and those K those K state player are those, yeah, those, that was pretty scary. All right. Uh, Scott, I, I mean, you're such, you're the eternal optimist. So I, I know you'll have a, a fresh perspective and fresh look at this. I mean, like the, I know there's gotta be part of you though. It's like, Hey, we could be five and oh, now, you know, there were a couple of those wins that were close. Uh, obviously the, the overtime game in Stillwater and then the Cincinnati game, well, all of them were pretty tough. So, 
I guess you can look at it that way, too. Now that you've had a little bit of perspective, still kind of mad? Is it, are this still because I, you know, I, I would imagine when you come off a couple of these heartbreaker type deals, you don't really want a whole week off, do you? Is that is that a, a bit of a bummer or is that, you know, have you tried to kind of find, you know, has are you trying to see the positive in, in having a, a full week to, to kind of get going from those? Well, it, 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 the reality is you never want a full week off coming off uh, uh, two tough losses. Yeah. The only thing worse than two tough losses is having two tough losses and being sick. So, anyway, I'm trying to get healthy, <laughs> number one. Number number two, um, I, obviously, uh, uh, when you put so much into a game, uh, I mean, it does it does take 24 hours to, um, to, to move on and, and get ready for the – uh, the rest of the week or the next game, and um, with with us, this is a, a great opportunity for us to to work on some game ending situations and stuff like that. You look at the Ken Palm analytics, and I think twelve of our next thirteen games are supposed to be two points and less. And you look at all the Big Twelve games, uh, um, how many have been one possession games or two possession games? Um, it's amazing, uh, but that's that's what happens when you have a league where you have so many teams, eight ranked and 10 in the top 50 or whatever it is. And, and I don't think um, uh, I might be off on this now, but uh, after the Texas game, I still don't think there've been a, a big 12 team that has won two road games. So uh, uh, the big 12 uh, is, is when I first got to the league, Roy Williams said, you got to win all your home games because it's the toughest league to win on the road. And um, it's gotten a lot tougher to win on the road because the arenas that weren't as uh, intimidating or weren't as didn't provide the home court advantage have all been changed to to get that. So uh, it, it, you can't you can't go to a place and say it's an easy place to play anymore. And that that again, I always tell you mostly, but that home crowd makes such a difference, and uh, uh, it makes a difference to your team. The visiting team, uh, the officials, I mean, all of it works hand-in-hand for one-possession games. Yeah, and, you know, obviously the Foster Pavilion is already becoming a really good home court advantage. And, you know, as it'll evolve, and hopefully it'll get even better, but it's already loud, and and I think that's a great sign. Um, uh, You know, so... That'll be uh, that'll be cool. By the way, I uh, my recipe for these colds, I get the uh, I get the shot in the hip. I, I start with the steroids. <laughs> I don't take uh-huh. them. I don't take them by mouth. I get the actual shot of steroids, okay. and then I chase it with either a Z pack <laughs> or the methyl prednisone, whatever that all that stuff yeah. is. So yeah, that's uh, that usually will jumpstart it, and and so and then and then throat coat. Throat coat is the uh, if you got an H E B around there, throat coat is the answer. All right, it's a herbal tea. So anyway, the Mosley, the just Doctor Mosley trying to, trying to be there That's for you. Really good. Yeah, I yeah. thought you told me it was just four hotty toddies and you'll be fine. That's my neighbor. That's some, I've got a Baylor lawyer neighbor. And he, <laughs> he absolutely believes in that. You just you just drink it away. But uh, you know I'm too Baptist to do something like that. Um, Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, um, let, Scott, let's look at the other day. I and I again, I, I I even 
you know, I admire how you kind of say, hey, I probably should have done this or should have done that. I I don't think – I mean, there's second guesses here and there for things. I mean, I I, I think, you know, you, you, you hit a huge shot with five seconds left. I don't think – you know, I, I think looking back, yeah, you would have liked to have set up your defense or whatever. What you didn't know is that guy was going to get the ball free, and, and, and they did execute it well. They, they got it to DeSue, got it back to Tyrese, and then Langston's in a bad way. Langston's one-on-one with a guy screaming downhill, and you're just like – and it's like a bad movie. I'm sure it was like that for you. It's like, oh, my gosh, what is it about? So having gone over this with your players now – uh, and having gone over in your mind a million times, I, my thought is, should those guys that had – they had two players run to the corner, they're shooters, right? Should one of your guys, whether it be Jacoby or, or Bridges, have immediately left their guy to stop ball, to help Langston stop the ball? What, what, what kind of needed to, to happen in that moment? Well, it, 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 there's certain – first and foremost, there's never one play – that wins yeah, or loses yeah. a game, yeah, and and I think that's really important because um, sometimes a, a player might miss a last second shot, or might turn it over, and think that that cost it, and it never does. If you have all the right plays up to that, you're up more than one possession game, and it doesn't matter. So it's a it's a it's a it's an airfield game, and whoever makes the least amount of errors wins. Um, hindsight. Uh, uh, you call timeout and and you try to get guys set up. Why we didn't call timeout is because sometimes you call timeout and it allows the other team to come up mm-hmm. with the play. Um, mm-hmm. What what you'd want to do is you'd want to play five on four, and and meaning you'd want to make sure that you're you're behind the ball with two people so that you can you can corral it as they come down. We weren't able to do that if you. Uh, um, against uh, Cincinnati and against uh, uh, Oklahoma State, not the exact same scenarios because more time was on the clock, so they didn't come down as hard. But we were successful in in more corralling it and having it five on four. So um, there's there's a bunch of things we could have done different on that last on that last play. Um, but the essence of it is you you want to play five on four. And we weren't able we weren't able to do that. And um, I think uh, uh, if you look at all the different scenarios you can have in a game, it's 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 endless. Uh, and what makes this year and and probably you look across the nation why um, I I, uh, I know I know there's a lot of shows that all. Uh, uh, talk about uh, uh, gambling and whatnot. All I know is it looks like every time a team's ranked, they lose. So to me, why there's more parity than ever is because, again, you don't have the chemistry. If you have a team full of guys that have been in that situation or been on a team for three years that have gone through every or multiple situations, then they know exactly because you've covered them over three years. Does that make sense? Uh So, like, you take someone that's had Spanish one, two, and three – there's a better chance if there's a Spanish word, they know it than someone who's just in Spanish yeah. one. And every coach, every team, every had different philosophies, different ways to guard or defend or do things. And you can't cover them all. And, and that's why uh, when, when people didn't transfer and leave and all that, you had 
people that, that were two or three or four years in the program. So you just had a lot more stability on game ending situations and whatnot. And I think, I think that's uh, what I love about coaching. You're always adjusting. You're always changing. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I never coach a perfect game. There is no coach that coaches a perfect game. And I'm going to tell you another thing. There is no good coach without great assistants and great players. I learned that really, really early on when Phil Jackson had Michael go play baseball. They didn't win a championship. And it wasn't like he got dumb. All right. So at the at the end of the day, uh, what you love about coaching, it's a different challenge every day of the week. And for us, it's um, one returning Big 12 starter and trying to simulate or put our guys in a better position to be more successful. And I, I look at the Michigan State game, and then we lose Duke, but we're a much better team against Duke than we were Michigan State. That helped us for the next five games that we won. We lost at K-State. I thought we cleaned up a lot of things, um, free throw shooting, offensive execution. Um, unfortunately, what happens is <clears throat> at K-State, you get 23 offensive rebounds, and then at Texas, you get eight. So, like, <laughs> it's kind of like in football. One week, you got a great run game, and the next week, the run's not there. And you're like, well, at some point, we got to have – consistency and Mm -hmm. that's what that's what makes coaching uh uh, so challenging is to get consistent with us the great thing is we have not had a great defensive effort and a great offensive effort on the same night um we've had a great offense night we've had great defense nights we have not had both yet so the goal is to continue each and every day to put ourselves in position to be our best at the end of the year i think the chiefs have done a great job of that this year as they do so often but um that that's when it matters most. And we have a week to get better. We had a great practice yesterday. I should be sick more often because uh, I thought our players and staff were awesome and uh, we got better. Um, I, it, it's, it's, uh, 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 I, it was a retired coach. I was talking to this summer and I said, what do you miss most? And, it, and every coach will always tell you the exact same thing. It's always practice. And why practice is you help people get better and you get that interaction and you get, you get their attention where everybody's on the same page. And um, I can tell you that this, we have a really good group of guys. Like it is fun to go to practice every day. They show up, they're committed to learn. um, They compete really hard. They love one another. So we will continue to get better as long as that happens. Does that guarantee in these one-possession games we're going to win? No. You flip your coin up right now mostly 13 times. It ain't heads 13 times, and it ain't tails 13 times. So we're 5-3 yeah. and three in close games. If we're doing our job and getting better, hopefully we won't have 13 close games. Hopefully we can have good offense, good defense, and get some wins where you have some separation. Um, to date, we haven't been able to do that, so we're going to keep working toward that. Well, and, and, you know, since you and I both try to, you're way better at not being pessimistic than I am, but from a positive standpoint, you know, you gotta, you gotta make them remember that Bridges stepped up and hit a huge clutch shot. Like you, well, you don't want to seep into a team's mind. Oh, we're not good at clutch times or something like that. Or I, mm-hmm. somebody said the other day, something about the clutch gene. You've heard people say that. Well, listen, with, with everything on the line, Bridges rises up and makes it an enormous three to tie that mm-hmm. thing and, and put you in position, you know. And, and so I and the other thing I was kind of thinking about, Scott, is like, 
I mean, it, while you hate losing those two games, they're both road games. You both you go into them knowing there's a decent chance you could lose. Now, the way it happens, of course, then you look at it differently, right? But mm-hmm. three and two is a whole dang lot better than one and three or whatever that thing was last year. You know, when you got in yeah, a little bit uh, of a deal. Three, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you had to you had to dig your way out. And um and and Texas was almost in that in that deal. They were about to, you know, y'all about were about to put them to to one and four. And again, so and, yeah. and again you have to give Texas some credit. I mean they're nine for eleven from three. I mean yes. shoot, we could have had our defense not show up, which it might not have some of the first half. And they want to go nine for eleven. It's hard to go nine for eleven. So they, you got to give them credit for for making shots and making plays first half as well. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, there, it's just it is amazing. By the way, and uh, you know that, that last eight, I, I didn't know, and I thought you handled that question well. I didn't. It, it's it's weird to look <laughs> at that last eight minutes, and they keep putting it up on the screen, and you're like, golly, they haven't scored, they haven't hit a field goal. Now you again. These games kind of turn into rock fights late. So it's not it doesn't even look like what the first half looked like, which was just shot making on both teams, up and down, unbelievable action. And then you go 8 minutes without a field goal. Now again, how many of those you were like 12 for 14 from the free throw line in the second half. So I don't think that's quite fair to go, okay, y'all just had some huge drought. But it it is I think the thing that bothered you was just some of those putback opportunities or some close ones and everything. It just you just left a few out there during that time, right? It wasn't I don't know if it was a true drought, but it it was just it was too long. It, it it's it's while you were playing a lot better defense in the second half, it it is that's a long period of time not to hit like a natural non-free throw bucket, isn't it? 100% <laughs> um, but what 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 you you look at as a coach is the shots, and were they mm-hmm. good shots? And some of them were, some of them we could have gotten better. So the ones that we could have gotten better, we have to do that next time. For the ones that were good shots, then we just have to try harder on the offensive glass to make sure. Because the one thing is, you can be an elite college shooter. You're going to make forty percent of your threes. That means if you have good looks, you're missing six out of ten. So you better get some offensive rebounds. And and like we always say just control what you can control. So um if we're if we're controlling the shot selection, we're controlling where we're at in offensive rebounding, what we can't control is if it takes a bad bounce. And I mean K State, we got a couple bad bounces. Like if you shoot this shot a hundred times, it's going to this area two one or two times and 80 times it's going somewhere else. If we're in the 80% area, we're doing our job. We're not doing our job if we're in the 1% or 2%. And, and again, you just sometimes you can control uh, uh, or you can control where you go. You can't control where the ball comes off. And then, and then finishing through contact, they made some man ones. We, we didn't make some buckets and didn't get the foul. So you gotta, yeah. you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to finish. And, um, but it, it's not, it's not, you don't, you don't look at the, the last eight minutes or 10 minutes. I mean, even when we got up a, a six and you're like, okay, why didn't we extend? Okay, we miss a layup. We miss a wide open three. We miss, you're like, like you didn't do a lot wrong on that. I mean, we would take mm-hmm. those shots, you know, and now you just got to make sure. And then 
with us, we're going to practice whatever we do in a game. So if we're not practicing it, then it's on our staff. And yeah. um, so we try to learn from each game and try to try to rep things that our guys are going to be in and do and go against so that they're able to be successful in the games. Yeah. Well, and I, I tell you, you, I, I, I let you, you know, I, you, uh, Jared was on with me the other day. Uh, it really is cool. Your staff, and I know they take these things as hard as anybody, but um, it just is a really cool staff, and and they really share a lot and uh, and are very knowledgeable. But it's just I don't know. I mean, of course, Grant and, Jer- and Jerome are both great friends of mine, but I don't know if I've had a staff of yours that I like better than the way it's designed right now. Just don't let those guys hear me, you know, that I said that. um, The uh, Ray J, one last thing for you. You know, he's had the awful shooting night, and then he comes back and he only scores two, but he has eight assists. So, you know, really good floor game. Um, Are you... Are you kind of like, is Ray J such, I mean, to me, he's been a bit of an enigma this year because he's obviously can be a tremendous point guard. He's obviously at times had trouble taking care of the ball. And then, of course, he's susceptible to having the rough shooting night. What do you you emphasize with Ray J? Because you don't want to, there's so many instinctive, really good things that he does. But you got to kind of, you know, obviously you got to coach him up and stay on him. Um, what are you, what are you kind of thinking of what you're seeing and what does he need to do better? I think, I think, uh, um, first and foremost, early in the year, he struggled a little bit with, uh, playing, uh, um, uh, power five competition and turning the ball over. And he's done a tremendous job in getting better with that. And so first and foremost, your point guards, your quarterback, you can't throw interceptions and, um, you look at his assist to turnover numbers, uh, in conference, he's really doing a great job. Then you look at uh, uh, defenses. Every defense is going to take away something and give you something. And with him, I think some defenses have adjusted to make it difficult for him to score. But what it's allowed is it's allowed him to be more a facilitator. And so you credit him for in games where they, it, 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 I hate using the football analogy, but if they give you the run, you take the run. If they put eight in the box, then you're going to throw the pass. So, like, if they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna put multiple people on him in ball screens, well, he's done his job. He's got two people on him now. He's got to deliver the ball, and once he does that, we're playing four on three, and we're in great shape. Um, if they don't, then he'll he'll be more of a scorer. So, I think uh, um, the off shooting night, he he missed shots. There were a couple that weren't great shots, um, but. Most of them were good shots because he's a good player and he takes the right shots. Um, he's human, so he's going to make a couple mistakes. Um, but uh, I thought the last game uh, he really did a great job in, in making the right read and the right play. And as a staff, we'll make sure that we you get done with a game and you're like, we got to get him more shots than two. So we'll make adjustments and tweaks no matter what the defense does. And and a lot of times, um, uh, if if you have a player for three, four years, you know what they're capable of, and you already mm-hmm. have that uh, chemistry. And you have it, like in your first year, it's 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 a little tougher. And what I mean by that is, think about the games we played early on. You're just trying to figure it out. Then you're playing guarantee games, and if you're winning by forty or fifty, really, that's a different feel. 
than yeah. the big 12 games where you're so scouted and it's one or two possessions. So it's like, really, you're going through three different seasons. One in the beginning, what do you have? All right. Two, then you get some big wins. And I think we have this three, you get into these nail biters. Okay. How do we do better in these close games? Cause that's what we're going to have the rest of the year. And, um, you, you mentioned our staff. I, I, I mean, I love our staff. Our staff works really hard and, um, they're great, uh, role models for our players. And, uh, it's a blessing in Baylor to prepare champions for life. It's spiritual, it's academic, uh, it's character formation and athletic. And, um, uh, during adversity, that's, that's sometimes your biggest times to grow. And I know with, I know with our staff, we'll keep working and nobody, nobody, uh, uh, um, you love fans that love games and you love fans that are upset when we lose, but I can promise you there is no fan that puts more into it than our staff does. So no one will ever feel worse than we do. And part of it's because we know all Baylor, uh, we want, we want you guys to be happy too. So, um, we want to, we want to give you a lot to cheer for and, and, and please you. So when we, when we lose, I'm, I'm just telling you, it ain't easy because, it's not just us. It's in, in the team. We want we want to make Baylor Nation proud and the Baylor family proud. So uh, we give it all we got. Doesn't make us perfect, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, well, it's been great for a lot of years, but uh, this particular group, and co- even seeing uh, Coach Coach Peterson, you know, before some of the games and everything. What a what a what a great guy! And I see you kind of talking to him late in games. What a incredible resource he is for you and and he's become a, a great friend to a lot of us all right scott listen i'm going to let you take care of that thing you you get better by saturday that's a huge game tcu comes in another ranked team and um i i guess the the thought with tcu is is this am i still seeing a similar deal where they try to race up and down the court the entire game is that is that what's showing up on tape as you start to prepare for them? Have they kind of continued that? Yeah, I, I mean TCU uh, uh, last year was 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 terrific in transition. This year, um, same thing. And uh, uh, I mean they're a top twenty-five team uh, for part of the season for a reason. And uh, we have so many teams that that could be Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four type teams. And TCU is one of them. Coach Dixon's one of the best coaches in the nation. So. Uh, I know it's going to be a, a, a great game. Uh, we're looking forward to being back in front of the Baylor family, and hopefully we give you a lot to cheer for, um, and uh, we'll be ready. Uh, I'm going to try the, the Mosley Get Well diet so I can mm-hmm. get I can get back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Z-Pack has never failed me, but start with that shot. Yeah, that is important. And by the way, you I love all these football analogies. I feel like it's you saying – you know, Mosley, you've covered the NFL forever, so this this will help you understand these concepts I'm sharing with you. But uh, I keep now, it in your uh, wheelhouse, baby. <laughs> yeah. Now, KC, Baltimore, and Lions, 49ers in the AFC title and uh, NFC title games. What's your what, what are your picks for those games? I give you my picks after we win a game. I'll tell you who's going to win because we focused on TCU. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Saturday night. Saturday night. I'll reach out to you. And get the pick. Hey, I appreciate it. Feel better, and uh, appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you. You have a blessed day. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Scott Drew, the Baylor men's basketball coach, joining the Matt Mosley Show. 
Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Save big right now and get all 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees at 10% below MSRP. Or all 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades for 10% below MSRP or 2023 Gladiator Overland with over 13000 in savings. First responders get an extra $500 in savings only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. A Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine. 
made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley. It's Sexton. It is a Tuesday afternoon. We're rolling. Um, More from that Scott Drew. Man, just a lot of interesting stuff. Some really good back and forth. Got a big game coming up against TCU on Saturday I mean, it feels like almost every team in this conference is ranked right now. TCU's good. Play at great pace. Uh, Scott says Jamie is one of the best coaches in the country. I I don't know if I agree with that, but, you know, I like his style. I like that Jamie kind of adapted and, and was struggling a little bit and then kind of got the guys going. I thought he was on his way to being out there, and then he kind of rallied them, and now they're kind of a – they've turned into an annual – NCAA tournament type team that might have happened they might have had a little NIT run sometimes they get SMU and TCU mixed up on their NIT runs but seems like they did have one and then they kind of got going a little bit and they've been better uh, as far as getting to the NCAA tournament so um, uh, really interesting stuff from Scott okay Aaron uh, it is uh, time for some NFL blitz package I know we got a lot of stuff stirring out there. One thing has my attention out there in with the Chargers, but what's on your mind? The Vegas Raiders are working to hire former Chargers general manager Tom Telesco as their new general manager, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Telesco was fired by the Chargers along with Coach Brandon Staley after, ironically enough, the Raiders defeated his former team 63-21 on December 15th. He had been the Chargers general manager since 2013. Telesco. I mean, I. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's uh, with so many up and coming type folks out there, but every once in a while, just like in coaching, one of these GMs, one of these GMs that ran his course somewhere else will get another go. We'll get another go at it. And probably with a young, energetic uh, coach that doesn't need, needs to just uh, be able to focus on coaching and not, you know, try to have everything. The one thing you can't do with a guy like Antonio Pierce or any young coach for that matter is, is, hey, by the way, Antonio, we want you to pick all our players too. You need to give him some experience at GM and this would this would do the deal. So I I'm not I'm not blown away with this, but I kind of understand why they might think about something like this. According to the Detroit Free Press, Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh is reportedly quote reportedly quote within striking distance of reaching a deal to be the Chargers new head coach. NFL network reporter Mike Garofalo said Tuesday, quote, we're now in the zone where something could happen between the Chargers and Harbaugh in the near future as the two sides are expected to meet for a second time. 
Well, I mean, it's really interesting to see how it, um, see how this all uh, plays out. That is the job, Aaron, we've brought up a lot because Herbert is there. The quarterback is in place. I, I, I think back to when he was in the NFL before, and he made the really interesting decision. He had, at one point, didn't he have Alex Smith? And then he made the change to Kaepernick. I think that was our man Harbaugh. I believe so, yeah. did that. And, uh, and, of course, with Kaepernick, made it all the way to the <sighs> NFC title game. Did Cap ever – I'm trying to remember. I mean, I feel like – They lost in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, okay. So they won the NFC title game but lose in the Super Bowl. It is crazy not to get back into the whole Kaepernick thing, but it is – Amazing that he that he got to that place, and how many years later, Aaron, was he basically not in the league anymore? Maybe two years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a topic for another day. But Harbaugh in the in the land of the Charger is a little scary. It's a little scary. I mean, Aaron, I'm sorry, but. Brandon Staley, say that name, then say Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Like, that that franchise gets like, and then Aaron, some, somebody, think about Michigan has to go hire. Like, the greatest team in the country has to turn around and go make a hire. And I don't think that's a place, this is not like college basketball, where you're like, well, Coach K, has this guy who played for him. Hubert, you remember Hubert played for, you know, Hubert was a great player. Let's go hire Hubert. Nah, you got to go. You don't always have somebody that big time on your internal staff. Oh, Aaron, maybe they could turn around and go, wait, where did they just hire Bill O'Brien, Ohio State? Yeah. Maybe they can just say, Bill, come on, Bill, you've been a head coach. Come coach us. <laughs> Woo, that's a job. That's a big job. I just don't – I do not think – you know, you remember what Notre Dame did, and, we'll, and the verdict's still out. Notre Dame, that's one of the few times one of those massive schools just said, you know what, we got a guy here on our staff we like. Let's go. Let's roll with it. I think the verdict's still out. I kind of like that guy, but I don't I don't think every Notre Dame fan would say, yeah, Mosley, Marcus Freeman, he's the man. He's the man. I mean, all these schools, what do they do, Aaron? They just wait, and they just – a lot of these schools say, okay, who's who's a great quarterback in the ACC, all right? Who's a great – oh, let's get him. Let's get him. And that's kind of what they – a lot of them do these days. They are you say, the, oh, let's go – yeah. Are you the recruiting director for Notre Dame or <laughs> – Shocking close like, to what they do. Uh, yeah, they just – they just roll them. They just find <laughs> whoever the latest, the latest, um, who is the guy, the Wake Forest or the Duke quarterback. It's just like, let's go find that person. All right, sir, what else do you have for us? The numbers are in for the NFL playoff games over the weekend, and they continue to be just 
mind-blowing Sunday night's game between the Chiefs and the Bills on CBS averaged over 50 million viewers, 50.39 million viewers, according to Nielsen. That is the most watched divisional playoff game ever, eclipsing the mark set by the Cowboys and Packers in their divisional game on January 15, 2017. It was the most watched program on any network since last year's Super Bowl. At one point during the fourth quarter, there were over 56 million people watching the game. The Texans and Ravens weren't close to that number, but still drew a huge number, 31.77 million to watch the Ravens and Texas game, which wasn't very competitive in the second half on ESPN and ABC. What did the Lions have? Oh, okay. And uh, the Lions went over Tampa Bay on Sunday afternoon. Was the most watched divisional round game on NBC since 1993, averaging 40.4 million and peaked Whoa. at just under 50 million during the Bucks' final drive. Whoa! Just wow. off the charts numbers for everything. God, that is remarkable. All right, we've got the title games coming up. We go out to San Fran. We go out to the Bay. It's all happening. The Lions are headed out there. I still can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, Matt Lively, who covers the 49ers, formerly of the of the Greater Waco Market, joins us next. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? Quality vehicle? Outstanding reputation? A dealership you can depend on? Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. That is uh, Mosley, Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Matt Lively, one of our own. He's out there in the Bay, CBS Sports, Bay Area anchor and reporter. And uh, Matt, I mean, you just land out there and you just get to cover all this, you know, NFC title games every year. I mean, you never know. You may be headed to cover the Super Bowl in Vegas. This is heady stuff. This is heady stuff. Uh, welcome back to the show. Hope uh, hope you're doing well today. Thanks, Mosley. It's, you know, this is like the highlight of my year coming on the Mosley show. I do want to say, when I got to Waco, Baylor won a national championship within three months, and then they won the Sugar Bowl and the Big 12 championship, you know, six, seven months later. So I don't want to say it's me. But I'm getting to these towns and, you know, success. So we don't have to talk about the Warriors and Giants, but the Niners, I think I'm brushing off on. 
Yeah, because the Niners have never had any success before you arrived. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about their history, but I don't know if they've, have they won a Super Bowl before. <laughs> they were, they've been okay. They've been okay over the years, but uh, I'm yeah. sure your presence out there. By the way, can you come back to Baylor? We've, we've got a. <laughs> We've fallen on some hard times without you. Oh, and, uh, everybody seems like they're doing uh, fine. So, you know, I, I hear okay. football's in the best shape it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things Hey, are... what's up with that camera angle at the new basketball arena? I feel oh, like thanks. I'm in a good year blimp. Yeah, thanks. I'm sure Baylor appreciates you bringing, bringing that up with me. It's uh, It'll be seen about, <laughs> I, I think, where the camera needs to be is, like, right in the middle of, of this nice kind of uh, – area where people have paid a lot to be in okay mm. and mm. i i would not say i would say it was just a, it was a little bit of a what you'd call a design flaw all right now there's again sure. you need to That's come see this place it. because it's great it's great it really is neat but I'm they jealous. need to i'm jealous when i see it but it's a neat place and it, it'll kind of remind you of some of those smaller midwest type field houses and uh it's a it's a cool place you know it's funny the land where you come from arizona state arizona i feel like when i was a kid that was one of the first areas out there where they started doing those bigger gymnasiums you know it was still in the northeast and the midwest where you can find some of the smaller but boy I'm trying to think, like, where did Ludos Olson? Is that McKelson or what is that called? Like, I just remember as a, those were big. Where? What was Arizona State's place like? Probably pretty holds quite a few people. Are we talking oh, like? Oh yeah. Okay, it, so that it's is massive, massive. And, and they they probably fill a third of it. It doesn't make any sense. It never made mm. sense with the Farrell Center either. So I think you know Foster Pavilion obviously was the right move. I'm just saying. I just I've never felt like I needed glasses before, and now I'm squinting to see if that's Nikki Collin or Kim Mulkey on the sideline. I just I can't tell. All right, you've already had two comments that we need to strike. Okay, you make things comments like that make people uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, the, the Baylor women were they moved up they moved up there to like fourth in the country. I'm sure you saw that, and then they've kind of come crashing that. down to earth, uh, losing three of the last four. Um, Scott Drew will be on with me in the five uh, in the five o'clock hour, Matt. And so he'll, we'll solve the world's problems, but the big 12, Good. I don't know if you've heard this, one of the best conferences in the country. Okay. The big 12, I just wanted to share that with you, but, um, I mean, this is exciting stuff though. The lions, Niners, Kansas city, Baltimore, but it almost didn't happen. I mean, how about those Packers coming mm. out there? Now you've gotten used to, Bay Area fog, Bay Area rain, this and that. I mean, I'm not used to a ton of rain out there. Maybe you're getting used to it. But, like, it used to, candlestick would get messy, would get incredibly messy. It was very famous for that. It would not have held up well in that kind of rainstorm, okay? It would have been really ugly. I thought it looked, at least on TV, like Levi's fine. How you're always down there on the sideline. How does that feel? Does it absorb water really well? And I did see some slippage, but for the most part, it seemed to hold up pretty well. It was pretty slick. The issue was it didn't rain necessarily super hard, but it just rained for hours. It was okay. a nonstop rain pretty much from the, the first snap, at least until halftime. 
And so it just started to build. I mean, you can only do so much to a field, but when it rains for that long, it starts to get slick. I mean, they are lucky. You know, we're not at Candlestick. We're not in San Francisco where it rains harder. You're almost 60 miles south in Santa Clara. So they don't have as many issues, and the fog is never an issue down there. Um, but that's the first regular season game played at home for the 49ers this season where rain was an issue. And Brock Purdy has only had to play in one game in Cleveland, um, and it was a little misty in Philadelphia in that game where he had to deal with rain. But clearly it's been an issue, which is surprising for a guy that played in Ames, Iowa. You know, it's not like they've got great weather during the, the season either, but uh, man, I mean, the ball, he was just topping every throw. I mean, it was straight into the ground. It felt like he had no control of the ball. And for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan sort of forgot that Christian McCaffrey existed for a quarter or two. Um, Debo goes out, they're running Jawan Jennings, their third string wide receiver out of the backfield as if he's Debo. And so uh, there was a lot of issues that the rain and the Debo Samuel injury um you, you saw some flaws from the 49ers offense for sure, but they're lucky to come away with a win. They didn't deserve to come away with a win. Green Bay was the far better team on Saturday, but somehow they got it done. And so live to see another day. Boy, Jordan Love, he's something, isn't he? I mean, he, I, I, I said to somebody, I tweeted about this, that they're going to end up, if he plays 10 years, they'll have had like 40 years of quarterback greatness. You know, teams mm-hmm. and franchises would kill for that. I mean, think about like the Chicago Bears over the years that they've gone 40 years without a quarterback. I mean, they go to the Super Bowl and it's like Rex Grossman. You got to go back to Jim McMahon. It's kind of wild how some franchises just get it right. Now, that was a horrible decision he made yeah. to fling that thing across the middle. I don't blame him. You know why? Because guess who that was working against? The Dallas Cowboys. Like every time he did that, he had like a wide open receiver. So I think part of that was, but that he'll learn, he'll learn and and move on from that. But uh, very impressive. I mean, I like Purdy, and I I don't know why people love beating up on Purdy. I mean, he's been incredible. That's a weird. That's that's a really weird national beat up on the guy that's gone to two NFC championships in his first two seasons. And I don't know if it's you know like a Tom. People feel like he's the next. I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but, you know, the draft position and people didn't like Tom Brady, so maybe they don't like Purdy. Love played well. I will. I mean, the, the interception at the end, and then the, the Packers got it to, the, to at least the 25-yard line of the Niners in six of nine of their yeah. drives. So to only come away with 21 points, that was tough. But I agree, Love has a ton of potential. I mean, it's going to be annoying. How annoying is that, you know, as people who aren't Green Bay Packer fans – who can't get a franchise quarterback for so many of these teams. And somehow the Packers are going to come away with three straight over, like you said, 40 years. It's just unheard of. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting on, on the Purdy thing. I I don't know how in the world you could not be uh, impressed with that. What Shanahan has done with him. Um, Wild. I kept to keep saying this matchup over and over to make it real. (laughs) I mean the Lions, I, I, it's just it's just wild to even imagine it. And then I and then the thought of them getting to the Super Bowl that that would be kind of un, you know I the Bengals was a weird Super Bowl a few years ago. Like I couldn't yeah. even I I had to say that over and over again. So how are the like how compromised 
are the Niners with Debo's situation? You talked about Jennings coming in. I think I saw him make a play late in that game. You know, he at made some an point, incredible he, catch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good. That was a good play. I mean, he was getting crushed. There's certain receivers. Have you ever noticed that? You're just like, good gosh, like. Why does that guy always seem to just get annihilated <laughs> out there? And for some reason, Jennings is like one of those guys for me. And maybe Debo's so big and everything, he distributes, he puts out some of that punishment. Um, where is Debo, and how can they function without him? I mean, I how do you how has this team looked like when they've had to go without him? Well, it wasn't good. That was in the midst of their three-game losing streak when they were without Debo. Yeah. Here's what I laugh about, though. You know, you hear the biggest knock on Brock Purdy is, well, how many weapons does he need? He has Christian McCaffrey. He has George Kittle. He has Debo Samuel. Theoretically, maybe, you know, Debo, Debo's absence shouldn't be that big of a deal. He still has Brandon Ayuk, who's a number one wide receiver on most mm. teams on the, in the NFL. He has mm. a top three tight end in the NFL. He has the best running back in the NFL. Uh, and the Lions, by the way, are one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So, to me, not having Debo stinks. It's not going to help the Niners at all. You lose a multifaceted player who can do a lot of things and is also a really good blocker. But, I mean, if you, look, if you took these skilled players and put them on most other teams, you wouldn't go, man, we're just missing Debo Samuel from being in the Super Bowl. You're probably going, man, this this skill set is good enough to get any team to the Super Bowl. So it's going to stink if he can't play. Right now it's 50-50. We're going to get an update tomorrow. He didn't have any structural breaks, which is a huge positive sign because he did fracture his shoulder earlier in the year. But I think if Debo's good to go, it'd probably be more as a decoy. I don't know how often they're going to want him actually taking hits given that they could play for the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, I don't think his absence is the, the main factor in this game. All right. Well, and, I mean, those linebackers for San Francisco, you had <clears throat> posted him knowing uh, even before Love threw that ball back across the middle. I think Greenlaw made a comment, basically Warner. I mean, I – to me, that speaks to some of these teams that don't value linebacker. Now, the Cowboys had some injuries, but they got into a season, and they were just, like, too light at linebacker. I mean, these guys that were they were putting in are not bad players, but literally, like, Damone Clark and somebody Bell, right? They, like, Bell was a safety who uh, they had to kind of convert to linebacker. And it to me, when you watch the Niners – it speaks to, man, that, that's, that's a position that never goes out of style. We, only, we love talking about pass rushers and Micah Parsons. And then you watch these guys control football games. And it just reminds you that, hey, it may not be all about, you know, I mean, it, it, again, pass rush is huge. But having dudes who can do what they can do can, can erase a lot of mistakes. Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, I'll localize this for you, too. Fred yeah. Warner, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys talked a lot about the Houston, Tech and Houston Texans and D'Amico Ryans. Fred Warner, you know, they thought could not play linebacker in the NFL because he was too tall. And D'Amico Ryans, who was the D.C. here and linebackers coach for a period of time, said, no, I was a tall linebacker. So, you know, they kept Fred Warner there, and now he's an all-pro. 
and he's he's probably the most impressive player outside of maybe Christian McCaffrey this year that I've got you know I've I've been able to witness his sideline to sideline speed the way he hits guys it reminds you of Troy Polamalu hitting someone but he's playing over the middle and he's playing with his speed so it's like a guy that hits like Ray Lewis but can run like Polamalu it doesn't make any sense um, and he actually kind of covers a lot for Dre Greenlaw who he had an excellent divisional game with the two interceptions but he's kind of had a down year and you wouldn't know it because warner is almost covering for both of them on a lot of plays Uh, that's how good fred warner is and dre greenlaw is great too dre greenlaw is the enforcer of that defense um you saw it in philadelphia you know he's he's not afraid to get in somebody's face um and they're just a perfect duo It, it is very reminiscent of the patrick willis navarro bowman 49er linebackers uh, and fans love them. I mean, they're blessed to have those two over the middle. The, the Niners have two incredible cornerbacks in Mooney Ward and Diamador Lenore. And then, you know, although the pass rush didn't get to Jordan Love, you have Chase Young and Nick Bosa as bookends and two really good interior guys as well. So they're, I mean, when you look at the talent on this team, there's a lot of gold jackets on the, on the field every time the Niners are on it. So there's no reason Again, I'll kind of go back. There's no reason, even without Debo Samuel, this team shouldn't be advancing this weekend. All right. Do you know the other Fred who's already in the Hall of Fame that was a Niner? Can you name that Fred? A Fred? A defensive player. He yes. He's in the he's in the oh. Pro Football Hall of Fame. No, you're oh, going to have to tell me. Fred Dean. Fred Dean, okay? Going to have to do my he's, research on this one. I, yeah, you, yeah. Fred Dean. I think he was number 74. And he was a monster, okay? Because, again, those guys with Montana and everything, they got so much attention. Some of the defenders did not always get as much attention. They were tremendous. God, they had Merton back there from Lake Highlands High School here in Dallas, Texas. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, it's uh, you get me. I get all nostalgic thinking about these things. <laughs> um, Lions and Niners. Kansas City and Baltimore, which way are you leaning uh, lively on? And talking to Matt Lively, CBS Bay Area anchor reporter. He was one of our own and uh, did such a great job over at Channel 6 uh, over the years, uh, working with Curtis and others. Um, which, way are you, uh, which way are you leaning on these games? I, you know, I'm not going to pick against the Niners. I've watched too much football. I've seen them be way too good to lose i think there was rust last week um i think the rain didn't help you got sunny weather you've now had that punch in the face that they needed so i'm taking the niners the afc game you know it's i hate to say it but i think the niners would struggle with either of those teams in the super bowl and somehow the the chiefs have managed yet again to turn it on in the postseason when it matters most this was their worst regular season with patrick mahomes at the helm and yet here they are back in another AFC title game, but I'm going Baltimore. Um, it just really hasn't been close. Their defense, you know, they're very similar to the Niners with how many quality guys they have on defense. And as, as long as Lamar stays healthy, they're going to score points. So I'm going to go Niners Ravens right now in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, wouldn't it be weird though? The lions, I almost want it to happen. Oh, yeah. I, I want 49ers. And it's going to be more work for you. But I, I do want you to have that experience because CBS is going to load up. They're going to blow out the budget, 
and they're going to, you know, we got to get lively. We got to get them out there. It's not that far of a trip, and we got to get them on the ground. So I'm rooting that for you personally. Mahomes, six years as starter, six AFC title games. You know, <laughs> Purdy, who knows if Purdy's on his way to something like that? It is. Good. I mean, we used to say that, you know, you just can't have these kinds of things in the modern day world of free agency. Okay. And yet, the, the Patriots showed that you can if you manage things the right way and you manage your, you know, you, you and you get the right quarterback, you can do this. Now, by the way, what do you think of Harbaugh to the Chargers? That thing's picking up steam. And apparently he's got another, I mean, another, I think there's been another interview and they're within shouting distance, according to Mike Garofolo. Uh, uh, by the way, another big Mosley guy. Garofolo and I used to work together and hang out a lot. But, uh, what do you think? What do you think about that match, Herbert? Because it, to me, that would give the Chargers like instant credibility. Like, they, I mean, I, again, you might hate this guy, you may hate Harbaugh because he's a cheater or whatever, but he would immediately become one of the top five NFL head coaches. In my I love opinion, it. I mean, I thought this was going to happen months ago. As soon as he was suspended the first time at Michigan, and it became pretty obvious that he was going to go to the NFL after the season. It just seems like a match made in heaven of all the current openings. I mean, Atlanta's kind of a better job than, than people probably want to give it credit for. As long as you bring in a veteran quarterback, I think it's Belichick and cousins that end up there together. And then, you know, the Raiders job is terrible. The commander's job. I don't know how to feel about that. I didn't think the Titans job was very attractive. And I thought that the hire they made was not very flashy. Um, I think the Chargers is a great gig, and you want a QB whisperer for this guy, Justin Herbert, who you just made one of the highest-paid players in NFL history. So I think Harbaugh is the perfect fit there. You get him back in California. You get him back in the NFL. It seems like people kind of forgot how dominant he was when he was here in San Francisco. So I love the move. Uh, I, I think for Herbert, I'm sure he's he's begging for a coach like that. Brandon Staley is a D3 coach at best <laughs> in my mind when you see some of the some of the decisions he was making with the time clock and everything like that. So I love the move. Okay. Um, boy, that was good stuff. Uh, by the way, the Arizona AD got fired. I, and yeah, that's that's weird. an interesting deal. And, of course, boy, yeah. they're already talking about wanting Mac Rhodes. That is his alma mater. I think the Bears, I think he's locked in. I'd like to think so. But um, that's it. that is interesting because uh, that, that, to me, that's the one place he would at least have to take a look because that's, that's I mean, he loves that. I mean, that's his homeland. There's budgetary issues there, you know, Mosley. I think, you know, if Mac Rose oh, wanted to, uh, you, know, you know, head west, there's another Arizona school that has an AD position available. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> he just might want to kick the tires on that. Um, I, you know, I think they got to fix that camera situation at the Foster Pavilion first. Um, that's probably his last big thing to cross off the list, you know, that in a, in a potential job interview, they might go, what, what was happening here? Yeah. You, know, you, you, you kept Scott Drew around for so many years. You made a great hire with Dave Aranda. What was going on, you know, with the, with the situation up top? Yeah. You get a thousand miles away and then you get, then you start throwing out all these things. <laughs> I, I can't I, get I, denied a story now, so I don't care. I, I know. I, well, <laughs> oh, they would never deny you access, would they? Okay. Oh, yeah. um, 
<laughs> you they, they had an open door policy for you lively. Everybody oh, knows Channel it. Six walls could talk. Oh man. <laughs> it was Curtis's fault. Very controversial. Always always right. out there. Blame it on him, Nikki, for sure. <laughs> um okay, what's your outerwear gonna I mean, it's gonna be probably chilly. Oh, it's a great question. Uh, what do you think? You were talking about fits earlier. Let's talk about your fit for uh for Sunday's enormous NFC title game. What do you I mean, this is a big one. This is probably yeah. the biggest sporting event. Uh have you I mean, this is this is I guess were you already out there last year in time or not? No. No, no. Okay. You know, this is probably where most of your your listeners tune out when I start to talk, you know, when we you and I talk close. You would be proud of me. I wore a really nice marine layer overcoat um over, you know, a button down and a tie on Saturday. I think for this one NFC Championship game, you got the big dogs in the house with Fox. I'll probably just be buttoned up, good suit and tie, good shoes. Um, but if we do go to Vegas, you know, I'll have to get a little younger. I really like that. How about that Andrew Whitworth look where he does the hoodie under the suit jacket on Amazon Prime Thursdays? I think that's a heck of a look. And so I might have to invest in that. And then, you know, maybe a couple good pea coats or something like that. I don't know if Vegas is going to get that cold, but I'll be looking into, you know, that kind of that realm, getting away from the suit jacket a little bit while I'm out yeah. there. I think Whitworth, you can't really use a big man like that, like a former lineman yeah. when you're he can get away with thin- more than me, can't he? Well, it's just like everything he does, they're like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. And, yeah. and yeah, you need to take advantage of your youth and your, and your, and how thin you are and just keep going. But yeah, you don't, that, that's going to be a little sloppy. If you go with a hood underneath the sport coat, that's not, I don't think that's totally you, but, uh, I do love a good hoodie, but I'm just saying it, wear that like during the week and stuff. And then, well, on, of course, uh, yeah. Of course, well, for the game, you button up. But unknown to me, I, you know, there, I guess there are some rumblings at my station that if we do go to Vegas, there are some concerns that I might be like a Dennis Rodman character. And, you know, I might be MIA for 48 hours or so uh, deep in the dungeons of some casino. So maybe I go Rodman look, maybe dye the hair, get a couple piercings and a couple tattoos. Um, and just really go off the walls. I've seen your old buddy Chris Williams after a night like that, and and I I think you're smart enough not to get involved in something like that. But I I've seen him yeah, with that yeah. with that green look. Now I didn't say you were smarter than him. I don't want to go. I don't want to go that uh, far. Were, but I no, I mean I I know what you're saying. I got you. You know. I'm yeah, a yeah. But a little bit smarter. I, I, we're on the same page. <laughs> but you know what he did is even when he'd had a, a little bit of a rough, fun night, he shows up to take pictures of Mosley and Yormark, even when he had left us, oh, to go man, to the big great. the big streets of Norman and cover the Sooners. He came down there to the basement to get some photos of the Mosley-Yormark exclusive. And that was that's a great... A, that's a good move. Uh, he's a, yeah, both you guys are great friends, but all people are always trying to steal you guys from me and I'm, I'm willing to share. I just like somebody to, you know, reach out to me. You know, my loyalty lies with Mosley and they talk about <laughs> a hip guy that maybe I should steal an outfit from, you know, Brett Yormark making the big 12 hip. You know, we, we love to see that whoever they booked for the big 12 title concert with Jack Harlow or someone like that. Yeah. You better get, 
you you better go get you a national job before you start buying those suits he's in. Those are Italian, and yeah. I guarantee yeah. you they're not under twenty five hundred to three thousand. Whatever Ooh. whatever suits we've purchased, we're yeah we're not we're not in the Yormark land. All right, buddy. Yormark's not that, Nordstrom Rack. Okay, understood. <laughs> he's never he wouldn't know. It's kind of like when I ask him what burn ins were, and he just he just his <laughs> eyes glazed over. He'd never heard the term in his life. Yeah, Good Lord. He's, this is the guy the yeah. Big 12 Conference, the heart of Texas. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a great have a great Sunday, and uh, really appreciate the time, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Miss you, Mosley. Thanks as always, man. You, you bet. You bet. There he goes. Matt Lively. Oh, one of my young protégés who has gone off uh, and found uh, found all kinds of success out there in the Bay Area. All right. We do have some campus confidential coming up but real quick need to reset because we got a couple of breaking news items in the nfl we need to hit and catch you up on that is next this is espn central texas King of the road. when we say at ubo business services that we are the premier service provider for rico xerox conic minolta canon kisser and lexmark copiers and printers we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. 
Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We'll be quick here because we we need to jump back into uh, some. We've got Campus Confidential show going by quickly today. Uh, Scott Drew will stop by in the five o'clock hour. We let you hear a little bit of it in the three, just because man, he was so good today. Um, and you know, when you get him, it just—I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to break down. So it's uh, it's always good, and I I kind of appreciate when coaches don't you know, try to pretend they have all the answers or made all the right moves and will admit, hey, I think maybe I could have done something different. I think this could have been different. And because, Aaron, I don't – some coaches, man, you got to kind of tiptoe around, right? Like, well, if I ask it this way, they're going to get mad. And Scott's just not like that. Part of that's knowing him for 20 years or whatever it is. But but I kind of I kind of like uh, our visits with him. And um, Scott – and I, uh, well, I don't know. I call it weekly. I guess it's like almost like every other week, but they're good visits. Okay. Um, Aaron, breaking news, though, real quick. The, 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 the Bucks still can't get over this one. Um, they, they fired their coach, first-year coach, Adrian Griffin, at 43 games. Aaron, their record? 30 and 13, 30 and 13. And he gets, they show him the door. I mean, I think they're technically either second or third 
in the East. Aaron, what must people be thinking like they're six or seven? Just down there hanging on to playoff spots. And you say, well, Matt, they've got they've got Dame and they've got Giannis and Middleton. I mean, what do you want? Did you want them to like have a perfect season? Did you want him to be like 40 and 5 right now? What are, what are 40 and 3? Is that what he should be? Should they be 40 and 3? Oh, here, Aaron, here's though our old buddy Kendrick Perkins. Saw him play many years ago. State high school. He was from Beaumont, Texas. I think it was Beaumont Ozen High School. And there he was down there. They called him. I can't remember. I think, okay, we had a big baby who played at Boston. I think they called Perk back then Baby Shaq or something like that. I, I, I have some memory of that. But Aaron, he's on a video saying defensive struggles. <laughs> okay, they gave up a bunch of points to the Pistons. They are an well, NBA team. Okay, you're going to fire him for a couple of poor defensive efforts. Well, the- I mean, I... I love Dame time, but Aaron, did they think they were getting like a <laughs> shutdown guard? Did they think like Drew Holiday was walking in there? Well, oh, we got we got Dame will be a the greatest two way guard we've ever had here. That's what did who they, they think traded they were getting? for him. They traded Drew Holiday for <laughs> for Dame, who's Holiday is one of the best defensive guards in the league, yeah. probably top five still, falling off a little bit. And Dame is uh, bottom ten, like he's yeah. a scorer. He's not a great defender, and then yeah. they fire the coach because the defense falls off after they traded away their best on-ball defender for a guy who doesn't play defense, and who and uh, their coach is only winning seventy percent of their games this year. So, time to move on, I guess. All right, um, Aaron. One other thing before we move on to campus confidential. Did you notice at the end of that game? The, like, I didn't understand what was happening. The Bucks, the Bucks had a couple of timeouts, and like I was trying to do the math and see if they, if there's any way they could end up with like 20 seconds at the very end, and and maybe, maybe they couldn't. But I was confused. I have to say, I, I was just kind of like, what's going on here? Like why? And <laughs> he's had to answer for it. Todd Bowles. He said he was just recognizing that, quote, the game was over. He said, it's not a gentleman's agreement. They were in field goal range. We'd have, we'd had 12 seconds after using that timeout to come back from it. Then we'd have been down 11 points. So it's kind of pointless. You know, kind of when the game is over, the game was over. Aaron, I mean, don't you kind of have to make them kick the field goal? You do. I mean, is it? Aren't we in the NFL? Like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, this is not the end of a NBA or college game. And you go, ah, it's like eight points. You know, thirty seconds left. Okay, let's just say good night. I mean, I I see that in the NBA. Um, I mean, Campbell says of that final timeout. He said, yeah. Look, well, first of all, we didn't handle the whole thing well on our end. We should have bled it more than we did. Look, I'll be the first to admit that. That's on me. But, yeah, we knew they had a timeout left, and I could tell he wasn't going to call it. And so that's just – that's how it ended. <laughs> I don't – I've never heard of such a thing. I've, ne- I've never heard of such a thing of a coach just saying, well, they were in field goal range. They were in field goal range. Aaron, let's see. Ba- uh, Lion- so, anyway, I – <laughs> 
I bet, bet the Lions kicker um, is five of 13 in his career on kicks of 50 plus yards. That would have been from 49. I, I again, I again, I don't know, I don't know. I but I was watching it play out, and I'm glad it's being written about now, Aaron, because I kind of moved on from that story and didn't think about it again. But I remember thinking, what am I missing here? Like, why is this game ending, and he's not calling this timeout? I, I don't know. Very strange. Aaron, did you find it strange? I did. I you just don't, especially in playoff games, you just usually don't see coaches not take every second and do everything they can. Like you said, there's a chance he misses that field goal. If if he does, okay, twelve seconds. You've got two plays from about midfield, right? <laughs> I mean, that sounds. I mean, it's not. It's just not a, impossible. It's, it's crazy. I mean, Aaron, what? How long did Mahomes need that one time? 13 seconds? 13 Was that against Buffalo? Jeez. They left him too much time. It was 13 seconds. All right, uh, let's do some Campus Confidential, uh, and let's do it next. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and men's basketball head coach Scott Drew. That's Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at 
TurnerChevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It's Matt Mosley, and uh, this is the time of day. Uh, Aaron Sexton provides us with a lot of the uh, headlines, college football, college basketball, other sports. Um, Aaron, I was hearing from our college, our our resident um, college volleyball coach, Ryan McGuire, who's a great friend of this show and a good friend of mine. Um, Aaron, he was uh, he was here. (laughs) He heard me talking about my racquetball playing. And so he's uh, he's up for some racquetball this spring. So I. I mean, it's a, he's a college-type athlete. You don't want to get involved in sports with people that are that athletic. And even he's a little bit younger than us, Aaron, but I would say probably a lot more athletic. I won't speak for you, Aaron, but I'll say that, <laughs> than I am. And that's – I don't know. I, I feel like in tennis I would have a fighting chance against a lot of different people. Except for Brian Fonville, who showed up one day and just beat me with his youth. He just beat me like a drum. But that was mainly a conditioning issue. I feel like if I could get another shot at Fonville, I would, ha- I would, I would have some. I've come a long way since then. Not really conditioning-wise, but just skill-wise. 
But uh, I will probably – do you really want to play racquetball against somebody that's probably 6'5 and has a huge wingspan? And that's Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach. I don't know. I don't know. I may – I don't know if I want to try this or not. But it, it could be fun. I could see it being kind of a fun deal. I need to work on my backhand. I don't know. If anybody out there knows how to hit – I don't have a – a strong feeling for how to hit a an Olga Fallon, former Baylor. Um, I think she used to coach basketball back in the day. She taught me racquetball. That was a PE course I had at Baylor, and and I, I like Olga taught me some good things. But I don't feel like I don't think she I don't think Coach Fallon taught me how to hit the backhand because it feels foreign to me. All right, anybody else have Coach Fallon for a PE back in the day? She, I liked her. I liked her a lot, but she was tough. I mean, she was not going to just give you a grade. It was like, and then Aaron, I was supposed to be an intermediate racquetball, and I wish you could have seen it. There was a guy named Randy Robbins, and then there was another guy named, a KOT named Trey Moore, and they were both like, I think for a while, Randy was almost turned pro in racquetball. And then Trey was just some kind of insane athlete. And I, and I just remember thinking, why are they an intermediate? Like, what, they need to be in the advanced racquetball. I mean, it was, it was, like, it was like you show up thinking everybody's just going to be like you and just goofing around, and there were like two professional racquetball players in the <laughs> class. They were, I mean, I'm, and you say, Mosley, you're exaggerating. Anybody who knows what I'm talking about right now, text in. Randy Robbins, I think, was like a FICI or something like that at Baylor. 254-662-1660. Trey was some kind of jacked-up KOT. He was unreal. Somebody out there is listening and knows exactly what I'm talking about right now and can confirm this story. 254-662-1660 if you ever want to text us and confirm some of my weird stories. All right, Aaron, um, take us through the headlines of college athletics in what has become a highly, highly popular segment. The coaching restructuring at LSU continues as Brian Kelly shuffling things around on the offensive side of the ball. They're promoting quarterbacks coach to coach Joe Sloan to the role of offensive coordinator and play caller. Source tells ESPN, Cortez Hankton, who is the Tigers wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator, is being promoted to co-offensive coordinator per sources led by Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels. LSU's offense was great last year, averaging over 540 yards per game and almost 340 yards a game in passing, which was third in FBS. Aaron... What do you think, BK? What do you think Brian Kelly <laughs> is preparing himself for? Do you think do you think there might be an opening in the coming days that will cause Brian Ke- and by the way, then that'll open up another enormous mm-hmm. job. I mean, these people I feel bad for the recruits and the coaches, and here you are talking about all these changes. Oh, congratulations to Coach So-and-so. Coach Sloan, way to go. You're our new OC. Aaron, 
in the coming days, there could be a coaching search at LSU. I mean, who else is Michigan going to go hire? I mean, he's he he everything about this Brian Kelly oozes um, Michigan. Like there's just there's like he's the most Michigan man I've ever seen in my life, other than Harbaugh. Who else would it be, Aaron? I mean, other than other than Brian Kelly, because I mean, there he wouldn't have to do that fake stuff he was doing early in his LSU time. <laughs> the terrible dance he tried to do with the recruit. Yeah, and then and then saying my fam. You remember he tried to do some Southern stuff. Oh and, wow, yeah, it was and terrible. And he, he he said the he said family in a real weird fashion. Pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Who in the world would LSU if they hire Kelly? Who would LSU turn around and hire? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I feel bad for all these teams. Like Aaron, I mean, Arizona, their guy goes out and makes a hire, and they got a new football coach at Arizona, and then like. Five days, four days later, they're like, hey, thanks for making that hire. Uh, you're fired. You're fired. You're out now. Now, why is that, Aaron? Why is the Arizona AD out? Well, they had a calculating era, error, and they, they're down like $240 million in their athletic budget. So well, a small that's accounting error. Okay. It's not good there. When you just kind of mess up. And you gotta. So on one hand they have this huge, and then they they probably even though they hired the San Jose coach they probably don't feel good about the fact that they lost their great coach, just when Big Jed was looking like just a a, a great great fit and he was going to come and run the Big Twelve. Jed's coming in here to teach us all how to coach. Aaron, I've never felt so much better about like. Our chances and everything is when they hired a guy from San Jose State. I, I'm sorry. It's just you can't. It's hard to fear whatever they are. Are they the Spartans? It's hard. You just don't fear somebody who gets hired from San Jose State. He may be great. Who knows? Now, the good news he's gotten, Aaron, since we're doing some college stuff, is that uh, our man, uh, how do you say his name, Fafita? Fafita, the quarterbacks decided to stay, and like one of their other big players is not going to go with uh, with uh, the coach to Washington. I just don't, I don't totally understand why Washington is that much of a better job than Arizona. Still don't, even though I know they were great this past season. (laughs) I don't know why Arizona. Maybe because they're in financial crisis. Maybe there's some things we're not thinking about, but. You're going to go get your teeth knocked in in the Big Ten. I I don't know. I don't know. That poor, that poor guy at Alabama. Aaron, I'm, I'm, I hesitate to even look. Each day it's like, Alabama five-star. <laughs> Alabama. Like, Ohio State's never been so happy to see Saban retire because they're, like, getting players. Golly. Oh, Aaron, did you see that Baylor player? Did you see Baylor get a uh, football? They got a they got a guy from Texas Tech. How about that? A little D, little uh, pass rusher. 
I don't have that in front of me. I think Aaron, his name is Steve. Steve Linton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I knew that would be one of your stories. Yeah. He Aaron, can... tell us. Tell us what we've won. <laughs> Yeah, Steve Linton, a uh, 6'5", 235-pound edge rusher yeah. from Texas Tech, ha- has committed to play for Baylor. He's originally from Dublin, Georgia. He's a senior. He had 22 tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and three sacks. The four and a half tackles for loss, uh, excuse me, the three sacks all came against Baylor at McLean Stadium <laughs> last year in the Red Raiders' victory over the Bears. Linton spent four seasons at Syracuse before joining <laughs> Texas Tech last season with the Orange. He had 29 appearances with 45 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, and four and a half sacks. He has one year of eligibility remaining, and that is Baylor's ninth commitment from the transfer portal so far. <laughs> Steve Linton just tore, just torched the Bears. They remembered, and too. The Bears, the Bears said, you know what? Whatever happened to that Linton? What a rapid old Steve. Boy, he went in the portal. That's interesting because you say, well, wait, why is people portaling this late? Well, as Aaron talked about, this guy's got to be a graduate. He's been at two schools and was at Syracuse forever, went to Tech, went out there, did some nice things, at least against the Bears. I like that. I like a guy. Aaron, the Bears have had some success over the years taking guys kind of late in their careers. They did it a few years ago as a pass rusher early in the rule time, and they got somebody from, it wasn't Tulsa. You'll know who I'm remembering, Aaron. It was like, oh, Arkansas State. And big-time pass rusher. And then, you know, the guy ended up getting a lot of attention in the draft. I can't say that I know what's become of him because that was like five years ago now, four or five years ago. But uh, – but he, that guy, it always interested me that they found a guy from Arkansas State, and then he he became like a big NFL-type uh, target. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Big 12 men's basketball schedule tonight. A couple of great games on tonight's four-game Big 12 schedule. Two at six, two at eight. The six o'clock games include... The Red River rivalry as Texas travels to Norman to take on number 11, Oklahoma. 6 o'clock on ESPN. The other 6 o'clock tip, West Virginia travels to the – not the Bounce House, but to uh, take on UCF in Florida. Also 6 o'clock, that's on Big 12+. Plus. Then the game of the night in the Big 12, BYU, number 21 in the country, hosts number 4, Houston. That's an 8 o'clock tip on Big 12+, Plus for some reason – TCU-Oklahoma State game, which also tips at 8 o'clock, is on ESPN2. I'm really confused at their game selection, but, hey. That's what they do. (laughs) It's what they do. I mean, the one thing we got to credit them on is they've tried to – they they try to treat those broadcasts all the same no matter what they're on. And I I like (laughs) – I do like that BYU matchup, and that's crazy to think. You know, we're right now kind of down about Baylor being 3-2. and two. Now, Aaron, we'll hear from Scott Drew coming up here in a little while. I, that's one of the things we'll get into is, yeah, I mean, 3-2 and two doesn't feel great just because you were 3-0 and oh and you had two close road games. But it, it's a lot better than starting 0-3. 
which they did last season. And again, the culture of this program can climb out of holes like that. Tell you what, Texas was in a world of hurt the other day, Aaron. And I don't feel I'm no sorry for any Longhorn, right? But one in three, and if they had gone to one in four, they were staring down the barrel of not making the NCAA tournament. I think Texas, if they rally, will look back on that as a season-saving type victory. Now, the Bears need to get on a roll. And I would say the Bears need to win like four out of their next five games. All right? And that'll get everybody feeling fine and feeling good. But first, for starters, beat TCU. Beat TCU, 3 o'clock Saturday. That place better be rocking. That's too fun of a venue and too great of a scene for it not to be rocking on Saturday afternoon. All right, Aaron, let's get into we got more NFL to visit. Some big news, it looks like, with the Chargers. We'll catch you up on that. And then uh, Scott Drew coming up at about 525, so you'll want to be around for that. All of that coming up next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. 
Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we will have uh, some, uh, well, we got Scott Drew coming up. And you'll want to hear this. lot we we've sampled some of it in the three o'clock hour and um it just a lot scott shares a lot and uh i just think when a coach takes the time win or lose to sort of explain things i think you do learn and it's easy for the media and fans to overreact and go what's happened with this or why'd you do this or that and um i think it's interesting to hear Scott explained things, and and one of the things I wanted to know about was, hey, what happened at the end of that Texas game? You had this incredible shot. What needed to happen on that final Texas possession where the guy went, you know, I mean, his hair was on fire down the court. You end up in a one-on-one situation. And it is something the Bears practice and work on, and you just need to – you need to make it a situation where it's not ever one on one. It's it's you know it's five on four. So you got the guy inbounding the ball. Well, see the guy inbounding the ball got the ball back. Uh, it was a great play by Texas, but the Bears needed to have more players back. They have you have to stop ball, and quite honestly, with that little of time left, you can't be worrying about like players out in the corners hitting a, hitting a shot from the outside to beat you. 
You have to stop the basketball. It didn't work out, okay? Um, and the thing, Aaron, that I've tried to kind of remember about that game is, you know, and you got to kind of remind your young players. You're like, oh, man, why do we keep getting beat? Well, why do we go this long without a field goal? I mean, Bridges made an enormous shot to tie that game. When you talk about shot making and not going long enough and going too long without making a field goal and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, he did make a huge shot. Now, one of the other things that you'll hear about is Ray J. Dennis. And, Aaron, you and I were kind of talking about it off the air uh, earlier today. It's like Bears don't really have a backup point guard right now. And and that's tough. You've got guys that can handle the ball and do okay. But, you know, Walter is a scorer, slasher, two-man, three-point shooter. Not really, not really a point guard. Nunn's not. Langston's not. It's just not what they do. Ray J was made to play point. He can post up. He's great. He's a good driver and everything. And it's just been a struggle at times, both the Big 12 and non-conference. He was turning the ball over. He's fixed that. And then he started having some shooting woes. Last game, he threw, he shared the ball like crazy. He had eight assists, and, but only had two points and barely took any shots. So the game before against K-State, he goes two for 15. Now, the two shots he hit were enormous shots in overtime. So what do you do with a point guard who I think he's extremely confident, at times maybe too confident. He's, he's taking care of the basketball better. But they need him to run the team, and they need him to play better, okay? And it's hard to say sometimes, Aaron, it's easy to say, well, shoot the ball better. Well, I mean, they're not out there trying to miss shots. But there needs to be, there needs to be more consistency on this team. And when shots aren't falling, got to go down low, get some buckets down there, and they do have guys that can drive and get to the hole. Uh, but it's very interesting that this team has gone back to being like some of those old teams where you you need it, you know, I think of like uh, Kenny Cherry. Uh, I think of Pierre Jackson. I mean, there were, there were great players who had to run the team, and everybody played off them. But right now, you know, you, you need some other players that maybe could handle the ball for you sometimes. And in the past, I mean, they just lost a guy in Cryer who was begging to – Please let me play more point guard. Apparently, that's one of the reasons he gave for leaving. Hey, Houston's going to let me play point guard. Aaron, you know who? You know what they could use right now is somebody that could eat and play the backup point. And unfortunately, he plays for the University of Houston now. Now, Aaron, you pay a lot of attention to the University of Houston because you've got some family ties to that organization. I guess what you would say is, Cryer's been good not great right i mean I, I he's he probably if we look he is one of the higher percentage three-point shooters in the conference and he probably averages 15 16 points a game but i would say in conference he has not shot the ball off the charts aaron what we're learning about this conference is is there anybody that shoots it well in this conference it's like they get in conference and, and I guess the defense gets better. I, I don't know. Aaron, Cryer, what would you say? Good, not great for Houston this year? Yeah. 
probably not what they expected as far as his contributions, but not too bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Kansas is good. <laughs> They've lost to, I mean, well, West Virginia's not very good, and they lost to them. So. No, no. They've lost two. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Aaron, Aaron, Houston Houston could be could have three losses after tonight. You're talking about that BY-Houston game? I mean, think how crazy that is. The team that's sitting up there at fourth or fifth in the country could be could be staring down three losses in conference. And, and again, it's why we probably shouldn't overreact. I know it's what we do, but Baylor's three and two. They're actually in great position. It just doesn't feel like it right now because they're coming off back-to-back losses where they could have won. Speaking of that, let's get in touch with Scott Drew, and let's talk Baylor basketball. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers.